Do you know that certain peptides can benefit those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's? If you want to learn more about how peptides can help with thyroid autoimmunity and other chronic conditions, then you'll want to check out the brand new Peptide Summit hosted by Dr. Jenny Flagar. In fact, peptides play a huge role in helping Dr. Jenny overcome her Hashimoto's condition. To register for the free Peptide Summit, visit saymythyroid.com forward slash peptides. Hey, this is Dr. Eric, and in this Q&A episode, I am going to answer the question, why are legumes not part of a paleo or AIP diet? There are a few reasons why I'm answering this question. First of all, many people with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's follow an AIP diet, while many people in general follow a paleo diet. Another reason for the timing of this question is because in the previous episode, Dr. Julie Greenberg recommended legumes as a source of fiber. So I figured now would be a good time to address this common question. So I'm going to refer to a blog post I wrote in February of 2016 entitled, Can Legumes Be Safely Eaten by Those with Graves' Disease and Hashimoto's Thyroiditis? I started out by discussing some of the legumes, such as black beans, chickpeas, green beans, kidney beans, lima beans, navy beans, soybeans, lentils, dried peas, peanuts. Then I mentioned why legumes are excluded from both the standard and an autoimmune paleo diet. And the main reason is because they have compounds that can interfere with nutrient absorption, increase the permeability of the gut. Um, I did go on to list some of the health benefits of legumes in that they are a good vegetarian source of protein. They're a good source of fiber. They're a good source of certain vitamins and minerals. And then I went into the risks of eating legumes, mentioning that they have bioactive compounds such as lectins, saponins, enzyme inhibitors, and these can interfere with the absorption of nutrients, can also potentially lead to an increase in intestinal permeability, which is a medical term for a leaky gut. I also went on to say that this doesn't mean that everyone who eats legumes will develop nutrient deficiencies or a leaky gut. Most healthy people eat small amounts of thoroughly cooked legumes, probably shouldn't be too concerned. Sprouting legumes might also help to reduce some of these compounds. Pressure cooking also can help. But I also want to refer to an article written by Dr. Sarah Ballantyne. So she has an article, Updates to the Autoimmune Protocol. So Sarah Ballantyne, of course, has done a lot of research when it comes to the AIP diet. She has different stages of reintroduction. So she recommends initially to avoid all legumes, but she has certain legumes which could be reintroduced earlier, and that includes lentils, split peas, and garbanzo beans, also known as chickpeas. And she goes on to mention how peas, lentils, and garbanzo beans are especially beneficial for the gut microbiome, while at the same time containing lower amounts of anti-nutrients and agglutins that are more easily deactivated by heat than other legumes like kidney beans, soy, and peanuts. Again, I'm quoting her in this article. And so for this reason, it seems prudent to separate them from other legumes and encourage reintroduction earlier than previously. And she also then goes on to mention how both pea protein and pea fiber are beneficial from the gut microbiome. And again, I did mention in my article how legumes are also beneficial for the gut microbiome. She mentions that pea protein has been shown to increase levels of important short-chain fatty acids in the intestine. And so again, Legumes definitely have some benefits, and even Dr. Sarah Ballantyne acknowledges this. Now, she still recommends to avoid peas, lentils, garbanzo beans initially when following an AIP diet. She just says that you could reintroduce them sooner. But then there are other practitioners, such as Dr. Stephen Gundry, who wrote the excellent book, The Plant Paradox, 
And he allows peas, lentils, garbanzo beans, even other types of legumes, as long as they're properly prepared, including being pressure cooked. And again, the reason why he wrote the Plant Paradox book is because of the compounds, the bioactive compounds in not just legumes, but other foods such as grains. So he's well aware of the risks and benefits, yet he does allow peas, lentils, garbanzo beans, and other legumes with his Plant Paradox diet. So of course, there's going to be difference in opinions when it comes to different practitioners. But I just wanted to point out that really it depends on the person. Now, I usually recommend for patients with Graves and Hashimoto's to follow either AIP, if not regular paleo diet. And again, both of those exclude legumes completely. But there are times when I will recommend a plant paradox diet, which allows legumes and really does depend on the person. If someone's a vegetarian, it will be really difficult for them to follow a strict AIP. So in that case, plant paradox might be the best option. Now, that doesn't mean just because someone's a vegan vegetarian that legumes might not have a negative effect on their health. Even though it's allowed, everybody's different. So someone might choose to follow a plant paradox diet and might not get the desired results. And if that's the case, we don't know for sure if it's related to the legumes they're eating, but that would be one of the first places I look. So that's why I think it's best to start stricter if you're willing to by avoiding the legumes and then reintroduce them. But the interview I had with Dr. Julie Greenberg, she mentioned how she recommends legumes and I'm pretty sure she works with autoimmune patients. That's not her sole focus, but the impression I got was even with the autoimmune patient, she recommends legumes. So again, it just goes on to show us that everybody's different. And if someone is eating legumes and they're doing fine, that's okay. But I like to play it more conservative and I usually recommend for patients to avoid legumes. But of course, ultimately it's up to the person that I'm working with. If the person decides that I'm going to eat legumes, that's completely up to them. If that's the case, I would definitely recommend to properly prepare them or use a pressure cooker. And if someone chooses not to eat legumes, which I would say is the majority of people I work with, of course, that's completely fine as well. And once again, I'm not saying that you have to avoid legumes permanently. In some cases, that would be the case. And some people might just choose to do that permanently. I can't say I eat a lot of legumes, but of course, that's up to the individual person. So that is my response to the question, why are legumes not part of the paleo or AIP diet? I really expanded on this, so I didn't just answer the question. I mean, the main reason why they are excluded is because of the compounds, the lectins and other anti-nutrients and the glutens that could cause increased intestinal permeability and other problems. But I went on to explain why they also have some benefits. And some people might be able to get away with eating some legumes, but I'm more conservative. And for reasons given by Dr. Saller or Ballantyne and other supporters of the AIP and paleo diets, I usually tell people to avoid them initially, and then eventually they try reintroducing them. Anyway, I hope you found this Q&A episode to be valuable, and I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. 
I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC, milk thistle, and schisandra to support the liver. And it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune modulating and adaptogenic properties, and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatomune Supreme, visit SaveMyThyroid.com forward slash liver support.